Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. Uh, it's the Monday episode. I should let you know we're recording this on Sunday afternoon so we can get it out early for the uh, subscribers of the Iron Filing Society. Uh, first of all, Sam, before we go any further, we're recording this, as I say, on Sunday in the wake of uh, Storm Eunice, mm-hmm. which, I th- which was very much more based in the South than anywhere else. Mm. How did you cope with storm units and more importantly how did your recently erected podding shed cope with storm units well the podding shed was steadfast because vita modular are not one of these fly-by-night outfits who just like stick up a flat pack bit of wood right Mm. they don't do that what they do is they provide they, they built it on a steel frame um, which was on yep. steel pin foundations in the floor of my garden. So this fucking shed was not going anywhere, mate. So I knew that would be all right. Um, and we're in a sort of a street, in a residential street, and with houses on either side. So we were all right. Elsewhere in Barnes, there were some accidents. There was a tree fell on a parked car. Thankfully, no one was in it. Yeah, a couple of yeah. other bits and bobs. Um, not, 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 not get sidetracked I'm not really interested in that would you describe yeah. the service by Vita Modular as bespoke it was bespoke yeah but one yeah. thing that I think that they'll always provide is that steel frame which really is what sets it apart from most of the other garden yeah. rooms on the market is yeah. that you know you've got something that is built pretty much to the same spec as your house wow yeah but at the same cost that most of these flat pack wooden ones go for so that's what's it's good incredible. about it and look, their um, name again their name again sorry Vita Modular Vita, Vita Modular they're based in the Midlands but obviously they came to me they can go anywhere I mean it's convenient being in the Midlands because north or south don't really matter yeah of course right in the centre yeah, they'll go wherever stuff. you need yeah you um, see local, sorry get back a local damage then were, were you okay with the storm and everything I had to cancel the uh, going to a memorial that I know it's wrong to say you would look forward to going to a memorial, mm. but the person who it was for had died quite a while back now. So this was very much this was very much a celebration, and it is of yeah. the great film director Alan Parker, who I who I've spoken oh, right, about yeah. before on this show and spoken about with you because he was a he was a um, obviously you know he he was he was Sir Alan Parker and he won Oscars and all the rest of it and made great films and so everyone knows him and I think he was well loved but to me personally like I got to know him when I wrote my first book and he had such a massive effect on me as a bloke because mm. you know I was sat there I remember asking him for an interview when I was quite young it was my first book and I didn't think I'd get it to be honest but I also knew that the subject I wanted to write about it was going to be a real struggle to write about it without his input 
Yeah. Because it was about advertising and how it blew up in the 60s yeah. and how that was largely to do with a generation of working class kids who sort of infiltrated the industry. And foremost amongst them was him, right? And and I've, I'm sure I've told the story before, but it's an actor. It sounds corny like something from a film. But Alan Parker was literally working. His dad worked on the railways, painting railings, right? Yeah. He... Um, he was from Islington, but not Islington as people might know it today. Islington, when it was still a very rough sort of area, fringes of, of Hackney and all the rest of it. And he worked in a post room at a big advertising agency. And he could see when he delivered the mail to the offices of all of the people working in the creative department that all they did was come up with daft ideas and funny drawings, right? And he thought, what the fuck am I doing here? They seem to get paid more than me. So he just kept doing his own ideas and leaving them on the desk of the boss, right? Right. Until one day the boss was going around going, who is it who's leaving this stuff on my desk? It's brilliant. And he sort of sheepishly piped up and said, well, actually, it was me. And that's how he got his job. But he went on to write all of the best ads that anyone can remember from the 60s and 70s, you know. Yeah. Obviously, 99% of ads are all awful, but... He basically wrote most of the 1% that were good and funny. Then he directed all the best ones. And then he, then when he couldn't get a film made, because in those days no one would give you a job if you made ads for a living because it was looked down upon by the film industry. I mean, mm. him and Ridley Scott changed all that. But he couldn't get any, he couldn't get arrested. So he just wrote Bugsy Malone. Fucking wrote Bugsy Malone. Which I think is one of the... I mean, it's one of my all-time favourite films, Bugsy Malone. I mean, it's, it's hard... It's, it's a hard film it? to beat, isn't it? I mean, fucking yeah. Bugsy Malone. The songs are great. The acting's great. The dialogue's hilarious. When you're a kid and you watch it, it blows your fucking nut. And then you get older and you watch it with your own kids and you think, this film's even better than I remember it being when I was a kid. Yeah. He just wrote that film because no one would give him a script. And he wrote it because he made all those ads set in the... Um, in kitchens in the 70s where it was two lads sat. They used to call them in the business, two CK ads, two cunts in a kitchen, right? Right. And it, and, and it would be, you know those ones where it's two kids going, what's the tea, mum? Oh, I like burgers. Do yeah. you? You know, that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Point of fact, he was the first person to cast people with regional accents in commercials, right. which was quite a big thing, because before that, everyone on telly just had BBC pronunciation, right? You weren't mm-hmm. allowed there was, there on was TV. A, there was a house style to adverts, wasn't there? It was kind of like... Use Hello. this product now and it yeah. will make your life better. And all that and kind of Alan thing. Alan Parker personally started going out and casting Fuck people, that. very often real people, non-actors. And he was specialised in making funny ads with kids. And very rarely were the kids actors from stage mm-hmm. school. Very often he just did a call out and very much in the way, um, you know, we're still keeping a lid on this, very much in the way that you, Andy Dawson, have been recently cast in a forthcoming film. Yes. It was that same thing where it was like, mm. let's go and find real people who real aren't people necessarily professional from the actors. streets. Yeah, from the yeah. streets. Very much where and, I'm from, um, yeah. So he wrote Bugsy Malone, got it financed, made it, won an award at Cannes, and then obviously went on, he made Midnight Express, made fucking Avita. I remember when I was sitting with him in his office when he said that he'd, like, let me interview him. And I remember sitting there and he's just like, some geezer from North London, right? And yeah. he's just sort of like, yeah, I mean, fucking hell, you know, in those days we used to do this. Just like a really good laugh. And uh, 
I'm thinking, fucking hell, he's, he, he's worked with Madonna. He made a fucking film with Madonna. You know, like, things like that occur That's to you. That's the thing, isn't it? We, you, one door opens and then that leads to another door and that opens. And yeah. you find yourself realising that, yeah, I can do this. Mm. There isn't some kind of, like, magical force field keeping people out of... Well, there is kind of sometimes. Yeah, because... but a lot of it is cultural. A lot of it yeah. is like psychologically people think they can't do things. And that's a shame because they can. It's not their fault necessarily that they think they can't do it. It's because all the messages around them tell them that they yeah. can't. But what I'm, but you know, you're absolutely right. And Alan Parker, if you look at him, he's a guy who in the early 60s started doing that stuff, working in a post room, worked his way up just by virtue of his own merits, like just because he had bright ideas. He was funny, clever, had bright ideas and had a little bit of confidence in himself. And then he goes all the way to winning Oscars, becomes Sir Alan Parker. You know, he becomes the kind of number one British filmmaker. I mean, he was him and Ridley Scott were old rivals, but also friends. But it was very much them neck and neck for years. And, And Alan Parker stepped back from it because he just, I think, hated the whole Hollywood's shenanigans whereas Ridley Scott yeah. was more able to deal with that sort of thing but certainly in the 80s Alan Parker if anything had his nose in front of Ridley Scott um, Ridley Scott famously said when he heard Alan Parker had a film deal he went home and just drank and cried for a week and couldn't <laughs> sleep hell. yeah because they had because they had both been the same one was a working class lad from the North East. The other one was a working class lad from London. They'd both gone neck and neck making adverts, neck and mm-hmm. neck for about 10 years. And they both, all they wanted to do was get out of adverts and make movies. And Alan Parker beat him to it. And he said he didn't sleep for a week as a result. Did you Did you feel a little bit like that when you, when you found out that I'd been cast in the film? Obviously uh, you don't drink week, anymore. I still haven't slept now. Yeah. The only thing that I'm clinging hold to of is is whether or not there's some, there's a tiny, like, and I mean a slither of hope that you, in turn, could open a door for me, your old mate. Yeah. Throw me a crumb from your table once again. You'll be looking at the script and you go to the director. Oh, I see that there's a small role, just a couple of lines, for someone you've described in, this, in, uh, <laughs> in the script as a loudmouth London cunt, right? <laughs> yeah. I... I think I know someone who'd be really good for this. He, he won't need paying. He'll do it just to sort he'll of stroke his own he'll ego. He'll come up under his own steam. Yeah. You don't even have to pay his expenses. He'll, In fact, chances are he's here hanging around by the set <laughs> anyway. I, I'm, I'm not sure because um, I don't think I can get you in on this one, but obviously it's going to lead to further film roles for mm. me in the future. Mm. That, that's a given. So if I can get you in anything else... You know, so th- there might be another project where, in which I am the lead actor, for example, and I've got a bit more yeah. pulling power. Uh, and then you, also did you, you ever in. watch? Did you ever watch the awful show about toxic masculinity called Entourage? No, I never did. Though, well, in that, I'm aware of it though. The main character, Vinny Chase, who I interviewed once. That actor, I can't remember the actor's name now, but I interviewed him once for the paper. Which is another quite amusing story. Was it Jeremy Piven? No, he played the agent. Jeremy Piven was the sort of... He stole the show, but the star was this guy, Vinnie Chase, and he was supposed to be a film star. It was based on the story of Mark Wahlberg, right? And um, who executive produced it. And then he had a brother played by Kevin Dillon, who was supposed to be his stepbrother, who himself was a sort of an actor who'd never quite made it. So he'd become... 
his part of his brother's entourage and was like, I think he was his like chef. That was his supposed role in the entourage. But the right. running joke was whenever Vinny got cast in a new movie, his brother's always going to him, can you see if there's any small parts for me? <laughs> yeah. uh, I see myself in that kind of a role. Like That's, I am happy, for instance, like if, if you go yeah. to Hollywood, I am happy to become your living chef. I know what sort of food you like. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a... It'll be one in his sandwich. What time is it? Okay, and he's off. He's out. Off. He's in front of camera till two. Yeah, he'll definitely be wanting his sandwich. I'll go and I'll go and lay it out all out for him in the uh, in the Winnie Baker. <laughs> what was the What was the name of the sandwich Elvis was into? The false gold. He'll be the wanting his false gold. Then by then, yeah. And then they go. Okay, that's the director. Like you're working with some massive name director, and you go. Okay, that, all right, John Favreau. Okay, cut. All right, that's it. We, we're going to break for lunch. We'll be back on set in an hour. Then Andy, <laughs> thanks, Andy. Great work this morning. And as you walk off set, I'm there with a clipboard, and you go, "Have you got me fucking fool's gold ready?" Gold. Where is fool's, it? Yeah, you don't even know. You go, "Where's my fool's gold?" Fool's gold. <laughs> it's in the Winnebago, Mister Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> I won't care because I'll just be there, like mopping up the glitz and the glamour of being in Hollywood. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but still, be hot. <laughs> did you put the cheese on it that I like you got the cheese wrong last time <laughs> I just made it fresh sir mm. oh, have you God. got me tartan flask with the tea in it <laughs> oh, I'm going to give a shout out to my local Turkish takeaway called Elaz, which yeah. if you're in Sunderland is in Edenville just on the outskirts of town and I got a wrap a chicken wrap from them on Friday night which was, uh, it was so full and so soggy, it had to be tackled with cutlery. I couldn't eat it, Ooh. you know, with my hands, like in the foil, like you would with a wrap. And it had cheese mm. and it had vegetables in it. And it had fucking molten cheese in it, Sam. It was ridiculous. I couldn't even complete it. It was just... You it, was just was it, it wasn't one of these situations where it was too hot and it injured your mouth. No, it wasn't, it wasn't hot in, in terms of... Um, I mean, it was hot. But once I cut into it, and it, it just the, the amount of everything that was in it was just fucking... It ah. was almost Phil's gold level. I love but, that. Um, but, I really oh, want to make like a mega sort of burrito for myself. But I've yeah. never quite mastered the folding, so it sort of stays tight in it's your not, hands. It's not easy, is it? it? It's right, there's I've, an I've watched it. YouTube videos of it, have you? Right. But I've never, that, no. I've, I've never quite mastered it. But um, actually, uh, it should be quite an interesting week for content because my good wife's going away to see her dad oh, for the week in Hungary. Right. So I'll, I'll be here on my own with the kids. Um, skippering the ship. I'll be skippering the ship and it'll be interesting. There will be adventures <laughs> that lay ahead of us. The kids know that. They're, Are they ready for it? No, they're full of both their excitement and trepidation. Trepidation, because they know I'll make terrible errors, mistakes, mm -hmm. forget really basic things, like just yeah. forget to send them to school. But on the other hand, they know that there'll be things like unsanctioned midweek takeaways and so forth. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it's, that. it's not half term, is it? You've you've got you've had half term last week. You seen that one We've where Marge week. Marge goes to in The Simpsons, it's either the one where she goes to prison or I think it might be the one where she becomes addicted to gambling when she is overtaken right. by Gamblor, right? And and Homer's at home with the kids and he sends Bart to school with his in his lunchbox, there's just a playing card with some peanut butter smeared on it. 
Yeah. That's that's the vibe I'm I'm going for this week. That's what you're aiming for. Yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds good. Um, uh, so that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. What and else also, is going on. Uh, also in in content news, we're doing mm. this on Sunday afternoon because I will be unavailable this evening because there is a an event in honour of my father's eighty second birthday taking place at my okay. brother's house in North London. Which for some reason starts at five, right? Don't know what you or the cunts think of that, but I think it's a fucking power play time to start a party. I think having a party on a Sunday is slightly odd, but I think if you it's can have weird, one, and it's particularly weird five because basically he lives miles away from anyone, right? Don't know yeah. why, but he lives in North London. I think it's because he he's a sports Spurs, so he lives up there, and so it'll take me like over an hour to get there, right? And it's five o'clock. So I think like, if you're going to have a party on a Sunday, though, maybe five's a good time because it's not going to go on till one or two in the morning, is it? It needs to end at a reasonably sensible time for people to get home and get ready for the, the, the working day. But it's that like a tea party anyway, because it's for my dad. And like the, the thing is, here's the thing. Obviously, my dad, his worst nightmare is having to have a birthday I was, party. I was going to say, how long is he going to stick around for? Hour and a half? Not fucking long. I mean, he, my, literally, my brother, like, no one arranged it because it was like, it was Friday's birthday. He doesn't come out because he thinks he's going to get COVID and whatever. I sent him some flowers, right? Bang. And, uh, but then my brother's like convinced him and it took like days of negotiation, convinced him to come over and invite all his kids and grandkids so he can see everyone. But he's been yeah. really grumpy about it. He specified no presents, which i got to tell you, I was fucking delighted by. Because, yeah. you know, times are tough. I don't know if he's there, but there's a cost of living crisis. So Definitely. the last thing I need to do is buy him a book that he'll probably never fucking read. Right? A is there going to be examples? Will there be examples of people going, I know you said don't get me a present, uh, but I did anyway. No, the last I time, said don't get me one. The last time That's the whole of my family, yeah, there'll be, all, there'll be loads of shenanigans. Basically, I hate it. Right, I don't hate my dad or any of my family, but I hate big get-togethers. My family's too big, Andy. Yeah. Fucking loads of people. We're all in a room. Everyone's shouting. It gets really echoey and starts to distress me. Yeah. Like I get sensual overload. So it's and this is the first time the whole family have been together in two that years. Was a, uh, that was a Teddy Pendergrass album, wasn't it? Sensual overload. Well, that's. <clears throat> well, I'll listen to that on the way over there. Because... Can I just say before I, go, before I forget? Uh, brilliant documentary about Teddy Pendergrass which I think was original on Sky Arts. It was on BBC Two last night. Uh, so that means it'll be on iPlayer for at least the next month. Watch it. It's fantastic. Was uh, Stevie Wonder at the BBC on this weekend? It was Stevie Wonder night last it. night. Yes, yeah, so all that will uh, be on as well. Okay, yeah, I'll get stuck into that. Uh, yeah. uh, anyway, it's two years since the family have been together because the last time everyone was together was for his 80th. Now it's his 82nd. And in the meantime, COVID has prevented us from having any Christmases or anything. So that's yeah. quite nice. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. The one thing I do look forward to is I will be returning to my classic family party system, which, as you'll remember, Andy, <laughs> is I will enter the house. Mm-hmm. I will very quickly establish and identify where the buffet area is mm. i will get a plate i will keep my head down and avoid eye contact with as many people as possible so as to not get engaged in a lengthy and almost certainly <laughs> tedious conversation right yeah i will pile my plate high with as much food as i can and then i will exit to a quiet room whether that yeah. is a bedroom or like the living room i don't know where everyone's not i've got a good sense already of where they're going to be Mm-hmm. Uh, where everyone will gather and I will be in a different room and I will stuff my face with all this food that I've got and then I will get a blanket I will lie mm-hmm. on the sofa mm-hmm. I will cover myself in a blanket and with any luck I won't wake up until my wife is gently rocking my shoulder and saying we've got to go home now mm-hmm. and that is my family party system and that's going to be a, a tried and trusted method Plus tried well. trusted. no one notices if anything if someone does notice they're probably relieving at least Sam wasn't there fucking shouting yeah. the odds talking shit right blah 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 yeah blah, yeah blah, blah, non-stop talk right and i know that i i know that i'm annoying that's why i keep myself out of the line of fire <laughs> best i just yeah, stay away i'll only end up annoying people right so i think if i just go and sleep they're all happy getting on with what they're doing they don't need to see me or talk to me i'll only annoy my dad if i start sort of wishing him happy birthday or asking him questions yeah um so Pl- Plus, as well, your good wife is off to Hungary tomorrow, so there's no interest in her having to stay for a long time. She'll need to get She's home, got a ready made excuse. She's yeah. got a car coming to take her to the airport at about fucking 5 a.m. or something. Well, there you go then. She needs a mega early night. Sounds mm. excellent. Obviously, there'll so be that's no what content I've got lined up, but from that. I expect there to be content later in the week. You think there will be? Even though report. you're going to keep your head right down throughout the duration of There's it. There's always something, isn't there? Something. There's bound to be something. I guess so. My dad, my dad on his birthday is always entertaining. He'll like because he'll he'll hate it, and yeah. he'll be extra contrary. And even if I just have a very small interaction with him, it will have a nugget in there somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I stood up at four thirty. AM this morning, mm. Sam, which is not something I usually do, but I did it oh, for wow. our uh, I did it for our girls on the GB curling team at the Winter Olympics. Oh yeah, because I've become completely obsessed with curling, as I mm. always do when the Winter Olympics is on. It gradually yeah. takes over me until I'm completely completely engulfed by it. And then yeah. when it gets to the final or the or the the, um, the bronze medal match or whatever it is, it's usually about halfway through that I really finally 
begin to re-understand the rules again and yeah. realise what's going on, by which point <laughs> it's probably too late. What, but, so until um, that point, you've just been happy to just watch it as an <clears throat> aesthetic experience? Just, exactly, just taking it for what it is, just letting it wash mm. over me. Absorb it. Yeah, and it was brilliant, and they won the gold medal, and I was just over the moon. Uh, I'd been drinking, obviously, because um, how else are you supposed to stay well, up at 4.30 yeah. in the morning? But uh, it, was, it was so good. I've dissed the Winter Olympics quite a bit over the last couple of weeks because a lot of it, let's be honest, a lot of it is shit. But, what, um, what but you think cur- some of the events are pointless? Well, yeah, I mean, even the stuff... I, 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 I said the bobsleigh was good a couple of weeks ago when we were talking mm. about it, and then I watched the bobsleigh the other day. It's kind of not, because it's just people doing the same thing Mm. over and over again yeah so how can you for, establish who's better than yeah, the other one all, all you're looking for is some numbers on the bottom of the screen that may mm. be higher or lower than some other numbers that have gone previously mm. and it's like no and then you've got the snowboarding nobody wants to watch that mm. you've got ski racing which is people running on skis now fuck that ski jumping's fucking good isn't it ski jumping yeah that, I'll give you that it is good yeah that's um, fucking. That is exciting because you just think that cunt's flying. Will he die? And that's a lot. That's at the heart of a lot of the Winter Olympics yeah. events, isn't it? It's, it's the jeopardy is higher than in most sporting events. Like yeah. in every event, you're because thinking, will this person ice. die? E- yeah. Snow and ice equals danger. Massive maybe, danger. Maybe maybe they should rebrand it, mate, with our help, and just call it something like Death Race Two Thousand, <laughs> like that yeah. movie. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if they caught the Winter Olympics, sounds a little bit BBC and twee, doesn't it? The Winter Sports Olympics. Join yeah. us. Join Claire Baldin. The winter. Right. <laughs> the Winter Olympics. But if you said, look, this is this, look, what have we got here? What's at what's at the core of our brand? Right. It, it it's death. It's death. Yeah. And what do people want to see more than anything? Pearl. Even even more than fucking. What do people like to see? People either dying or nearly dying. Right, so why aren't we making more and out nearly of that? Dying, if you can combine fucking and nearly dying into one show, then you've cracked it. As Alan Parker once said, "I'd be like, I'd be there, going now. This is just a brainstorm. They've they've hired me and you in as fucking really well paid consultants to their Winter Olympics lair. Right, really all well the bosses paid. are there. Sir John Winter Olympics, all these cats. Yeah. They're all Swiss, probably. Why, what else do you think we should be doing? Well, I'll fucking tell you for one. Do you have an event that is called something along the lines of ice fucking? <laughs> no. Well, do you have any events that involve fucking but in wintry conditions? Which is a, is a sporting event in itself, especially for the man, because That's it's impossible. hard to achieve erection in ice cold conditions, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I suppose you're right. Oh, I was with a young prostitute in my chalet only last night and it was very difficult for either of us to get warmed up. Well, there you go then. So what I'm saying is, let's turn this into a sport and then then you'll have fucking bums on seats, mate. Uh, <laughs> well, so then you've just got like a, a, a graphic on screen of erection measurement percentages. And here we are at the Snowfuck quarterfinals. <laughs> It, it's the Norwegians who, of course, are the traditionally the favourites in this event. Uh, they've been on the medals board for at the last three death race fuck snow events, <laughs> and uh, and and the Brits, 
The Brits, not something we've traditionally been good at, but there's been a lot of investment from the lottery fund over the last five years <laughs> into Snowfuck. And they've, um, <laughs> they've, uh, they've invested in an industrial-sized deep freeze, similar to what a butcher would have, and they've been trading in there, trying to fuck repeatedly. <laughs> Coached by Colin Jackson, of course. Not quite sure why, but... <laughs> Not his <laughs> discipline that he's known for, but uh, he's very keen. He's very, very keen. <laughs> he was very keen to, to coach it. Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, come on. This is the sort of shit we should be called in. Come on, Olympics. Up. Well, I mean, we need an alternative Olympics, surely. But, Talking uh, of uh, Sports Personality of the, award, of the Year Award, obviously we've talked about that a lot and how that could be rebranded. That's another thing that we're available for. Um, of course... For me, this year, this isn't a news story, but it occurred to me when I was chatting last night to a mate. Um, for me, there's only one person who could possibly get the award this year. I know it's not until December, yeah. but for me, they should close the books now. I'm trying to think who that might be. It's got to be Jonathan Chu, 24, from Central London. You know, Jonathan Chu, who accosted Chris Whitty, and and then then fucked with the court for ages and and then eventually left the court having been issued his fine singing West Ham till I die. Yes. Yes. Did he He has he, got to be sports personality of the year. It did. One of his court appearances was video link, wasn't it? And he appeared in his pajamas, I think. Yeah, he was vaping in his pajamas. That's right. right. Yeah. Why don't they give it to that? Like, you know, like the mm. Sunderland shitter, our mate Callum, yeah? He should have won it, yeah. He should have fucking won it in whenever yeah. that was. I think that was 2017. You know, th these are the real heroes, but they have to give it to the glamorous ones with the big sponsorship deals. It's, it's obviously Nike and Adidas pulling the strings of all this yeah, shit, probably. mate. So you think it should just go to anybody that does something that has any kind of vague sporting link, i.e. Yeah. Jonathan Chu singing West Ham? West Ham songs as he left the court. I get, yeah, it would definitely open it up. Definitely open if it Jonathan up. If Jonathan Chu doesn't win Sports Personality of the Year, I will refuse to pay my taxes next year. There, I've said it. Oh, fucking hell. There we are. Bored. Why should I have to Bored. invest in a country that stinks to high heaven mm. like this? Yeah, the establishment. Getting what they want time and time again. We've also All got the, the Queen. We've also got the Queen who currently has COVID. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know what will have developed by the time we put this out for everybody on Monday, um, Monday morning. But uh, she's got it. She's probably got it from Charles because he's had it. And um, he had it ages ago. He had it right at the beginning. He was an early adopter. He's had it twice. He had it again recently. Oh, silly Camilla's cunt. had it as well. I think. Fuck's sake! These fucking royals. If they're not fucking noncing or paying people off for noncing, they're getting COVID. Yeah. And, and all at our expense. It's the week when uh, apparently the restrictions are just going to be swept away and we can all just do what we want If forever. you have COVID, you don't have to isolate. This, we've talked, <laughs> th this podcast has been going for like, what, four years, right? And, and throughout we years, have maintained yeah. that we think that this country is fucking stupid. Fucking right? fucked. But yeah. I'm telling you fucking now, in comparison to when we started, we are we are through the fucking looking glass. Oh, right? completely. Yeah. We're through the fucking looking glass here, right? This geezer 
the Prime Minister and all his fucking, his, his coterie of, like, imbeciles who he's got in his cabinet, right? They're, they're fucking flagrantly corrupt, yeah? They're mm-hmm. breaking all the rules. They're smug, they're complacent, they're stupid, they're incompetent. They do not give a fuck, and nor do the general fucking public, mate. No one yeah. gives a fuck. Boris Johnson knows no one gives a fuck, and he actually thinks, probably correctly, that he can get off the hook for all this fucking mad shit he's done and all his parties and all the rest of it by going, don't worry, everyone, you don't have to fucking isolate anymore if you've got COVID. If you've got COVID, fucking go out and spread it to every cunt. It's your yeah. decision. Yeah. And people go, hey, Boris. It's just it's like the flu. mad. It's just like the flu. It's not just like the fucking flu. um, The the country's fucking mental. Meanwhile, they got... I mean, not to get all partisan about it, but they got Kurt Zuma on the front cover of the fucking sun for kicking his cat, right? Yeah. For kicking his fucking cat. Yeah, he did, And meanwhile, the Prime Minister, right, is is like... I mean, there's stories about him being fucking covering up uh, Russian influence and corruption in the UK during his time both as Prime Minister and Mayor of London. It's tricky for him, isn't it? With the whole Russia thing at the minute. What was World War Three yeah. being about to start? World War Three's round the corner. And he has to pretend the, he's The Prime not Minister is concerned fucked up the country, right? But, uh, you know, some geezer's kicked his fucking cat, so that'll keep it all off the front pages. The country is fucking bananas, mate. Yeah. Absolutely, like, ban- a bananas place. You see all that stuff about VAT on fuel as well? That are no. like, there's all these quotes from Boris Johnson or the other cunts during the Brexit referendum going, I'll tell you another thing that the EU won't let us do, right? If we had, fuck, if we weren't in the EU, you know what we could do? We could cut VAT on fuel and energy prices, oh, yeah. which would help old people, wouldn't it, in winter? But yeah. the EU won't let us do that. This week, Spain, Spain removed yeah. VAT off of fucking energy. We fucking won't, because we don't. We want to do everything we can to kowtow to the energy companies, right? There'll be old people dying of cold all fucking winter. Even yep. pod barons like me and you, well, even we're looking, thinking twice about our fucking heating bills. So God well, knows what got, it's like for a, old you've Nana. You've got a hoodie on the day, haven't you? Yeah, I'm putting on double jumpers every hat. day, mate. I mean, energy now costs more than saffron, the famously expensive oh, strange herb that people beautiful use beautiful saffron and pretty you're green. thinking of saffron from fucking that band in the 90s aren't you um republica, republica. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why you became triggered when i said saffron <laughs> not because you love a saffron risotto <laughs> uh, mm. energy is more is the most expensive switch your fucking lights on on a heating uh, on in your house you might as well just fucking draw all your money out in cash and piss all over it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, things are going to get a lot, lot worse. That's my, that's my only prediction. Things have been really bad for the last few years and they're just going to get a fuckload worse. But we try to be positive is, on this podcast, don't we? We shouldn't We shouldn't really say things like that because... Well, I think the people listening to this podcast right now, after four years, I think we've weeded out the people who, you know, aren't interested in our fucking insane rants and prejudices. But, so most of the people listening are probably, I would hope, of a similar mindset. But what I would say is, is that, you know, there's just too many people we who just sit around and think, this is fine, it's all fine, it's not a big deal, while... 
Boris Johnson and all the rest of them just have the massive piss and let the mm. country go to rack and ruin. And racism becomes really prevalent and rife and flagrant in our mainstream politics, which is not something I thought I'd ever see either, right? And everyone's like, ah, it's not a big deal. And then... When the whole country, so the whole fucking shithouse comes tumbling down, everyone's like, fucking hell, what's going on here? And you think, it's all been going on under our fucking noses for years. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked this about... This is why we should be out on the streets with the Terminator. Well, the fucking French would be. The fucking French, French stand would for be. It. The be French fight stuff. So, like about French, they do not take any of this shit. They look at us and they fucking laugh. And the, the only f- ones and, who are protesting... The only ones yeah. who are protesting are the mad cunts, the anti-vaxxers. Yeah. The Piers Corbins. They're the chasing people who should be taking Chasing fucking Keir down the street. <laughs> like, the fuck? you're chasing the wrong cunt. Whatever you think of fucking Keir Starmer, don't the, be fucking chasing him. That's a waste of everyone's the, time. The wrong cunts are chasing the wrong cunt. It's all fucked up. Unbelievable. Oh, anyway. Anyway, sorry um, for the politics, listeners. Now we've got to talk about something, haven't we? There's just there was yeah. an email that came in the other day. Something I'm going to try and explore, which was uh, I, f- I forgot who it was from. Uh, where is he, Nick? Uh, all right, cunts, just seen a film on Talking Pictures called Just for You. Basically, a load of weird performances of poor bands from the '60s linked by a mm. proper just rest cunt laid in a robot talking bed. Oh, lovely! And he says, unbelievably, the bed has the voice of Roy Race. Got to be worth a dive. Uh, I can't find this film online other than on the Talking Pictures website catch-up thing, and it's only on there for another couple of days, I think. So I might have to have a look at it. We better fucking jump um, on that, then. But uh, they're bound to show it again on Talking Pictures because they do repeat lots of the stuff, and they do have some really good stuff on that channel. So we we might have to um, have a proper look at that at some point. Uh, 60s pop bands, robot talking, bed with the voice of Roy Race. So have a look at that if you want to. Uh, What was the other thing? Yeah. The uh, predictions this weekend. Uh, you got three points. I got one point. Results spot got nout. Uh, Blackburn versus Millwall was postponed, so n- nobody got anything for that. But um, mm. yeah, sounds not a bit a great weekend. Like Millwall so, will not, up to something there, no doubt. Millwall left fucked off because it was postponed forty-five minutes before kickoff, and all their fans mm. had gone all the way up to Blackburn, and it was snow on the pitch. That's or a double bluff like by then. Mark my words. Millwall wanted that called off and Millwall yeah. saw to it that it was called off and now they're acting like they're disgruntled well, but there is no way they weren't behind this you know the better than I do I'll take your word oh, for it oh dear oh dearly <laughs> me oh the pitch is not fit to play on oh what we've a come disappointment. all this way <laughs> we came a long way I'm afraid there will have to be compensation <laughs> there's going to be repercussions over I this I hope you I very much hope you have Millwall cover on your insurance policies. Because <laughs> yeah. we'll be looking for a payout here. Because this game's going to be replayed, isn't it? And we're going to be coming back again, aren't we? <laughs> so, I would so hate for your about... local town centre to become damaged. <laughs> I hope you've had a word with Lisa Nandy because she's in charge of the towns in the north, isn't she? <laughs> we'll be oh, back. I wouldn't like to upset her or any of the other local residents in this charming town that you have. <laughs> That's why it's best we sort this out in a civilised and sensible way, wouldn't you agree? You might consider just awarding us the three points and not replaying the game. It's up yeah. to you. And a, 
added another nut, and perhaps you could see us. Uh, you could see fit to make sure we all have a little drink, just to make <laughs> up for it, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you could be right. Um, all right, that's it then. Uh, you get off to your party. I'm going to watch mm. the football and probably have some cake and tea. Love it. Uh, cake and tea. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.